unintentionally finding ourselves last on our list, we had had enough. We decided no more countless sacrifices, no more getting lost in the busy. So now we grab our keys and go. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Nat. And we have created this podcast because we believe it's time for women to take action. In here, we will lean into the funny side while we get curious about the possibilities of moving from mess to yes. Like a cozy couch conversation or a chat at the kitchen table with your girlfriends, we are in this together as we sidestep the clutter and give ourselves permission to move back up to the top of our list. So grab your keys and let's go. Hello, hello, Nat. Hey, Mel. (laughs) Here we are for our next episode. Now, when we say next, we're talking about this is almost like a two-part series, part two (laughs) of our Play Money um, podcast theme. So we always start with our grab your key and go moment, and we love hearing from you, Nat. What was your moment? this week? Oh, I had a few really good moments actually on Sunday. So I, I really, uh, was quite intentional because that's what we want to do when we're using our time wisely, isn't it? So that we can fill it with joyful things. Um, I actually had a few things. I, I kind of would walk out and then go, what do I feel like now? And then I'd go back in and and I watched a little bit of Netflix and then I'd do a couple of episodes of that. And then I'd sort of get up and walk around again. What do I feel like doing next? (laughs) And then I got my cello out for, you know, oh, probably about 45 minutes actually and how to play around with how to hold the bow and all of those cool things. So it was really nice actually to have, even though the family was actually home, I mean, we had a few of those sport running around things happening as well. I noticed, like I noticed what was there, saw the gaps, saw the gap. It was quite a big gap, which was so exciting. And then I just really felt into it. I was like, what do I feel like? What do I really feel like doing today? What's going to really nourish me today? That's beautiful because you've been practicing this. Like, you know, you're noticing the gaps and you're really able to use that time intentionally and feel into what you feel like doing and what brings you joy in that moment, which it is like a practice habit almost to be able to get that muscle going, to notice those gaps and to use them. So, oh, I love that. Um, Yeah. So mine was interesting because I had a bit of a tricky parenting situation on the Sunday and there was a lot of, you know, strange energy afterwards because there was just a bit of, um, you know, a miscommunication between our kids and it ended up in in tears all round. And I had this, I noticed a strange energy within myself and I knew what I needed to do, but I also was in that weird stubborn um, feeling of, I don't want to go and do it. So I knew that my body needed to move and I knew that my body needed nature to reset itself. And so I could have just stayed in that, in that funk But I knew that that wasn't something I wanted to carry through to Monday. So I said to my other son, it was nice and sunny, and I said, let's do it. Let's just go get our boogie boards and let's just go to the water. And this was at 4.30. So usually that's not ideal because we start dinner around like 4.30, 5 o'clock. But I just wanted to get out and I needed to get out. So what we did is we just took our boogie boards down to the beach, which I don't do often, and it's so fun. 
the water was actually warm. We ended up staying there for two and a half hours, even though this was not planned. <laughs> dinner just went, we all just did our own thing for dinner, but it was so fun. We were just jumping around in the waves. I was completely reset. And it just reminded me that I need to do more fun things because that just reset me. And I knew that that's what I needed, but I was in that funk. So I'm glad that I pushed myself to grab my keys, get in the car and go down to the beach. So important. So important to recognize that. And I guess that's the thing that you're saying too. It's noticing that, oh, hang on a minute. I am actually being my own resistance here. Exactly. (laughs) I I was like, I was having this back and forth conversation in my head. I could feel my body moving forward and back. And it was really strange to witness it because I was completely aware and I knew I needed to get out. And as soon as I did, I knew that it would work and I reset myself. It was, it was brilliant. Oh, I love that. And I bet like I, I feel like that back and forth thinking is going to come into our money, our play money conversation today with with what we're going to have a chat about. Mm. Take us away. So in the last episode, if you haven't listened to it yet, it was all about the feeling of freedom around play money, having some money to be able to do some things and to be able to say yes to some things that we want to say yes to. This one we want to go a little bit deeper and go into the whole journey around how play money sometimes exists in our life and at some stages in our life it doesn't. So when we you know, pre-children, we probably find ourselves with maybe in a full-time job or a part-time job and not as much to spend our money on. We don't have the family that we're responsible for and we have, you know, sometimes we don't even have a partner. <laughs> but we also... Um, are in a money earning capacity of some sort most of the time. Then a lot of the time, once we have our children, we find ourselves in a space where we're not able to physically get out to earn our own money. And that's the own money thing is the interesting part, isn't it? Because that that word comes into it because we actually then realise that we might have some communication going in our head and our body around what's ours, what's theirs, what can we spend because we're no longer independently earning money because we're doing the invisible work, the parenting. Mm. And we already have enough stories around it anyway, even if it is our own money as we explored, you know, on the last podcast. So now we've got even more stories (laughs) to bring in because now it's like now we don't have like now, you know, we've chosen to be a stay-at-home mum if that's what you've chosen to do Um, and and not working or not working from home at all either if that's what you've chosen to do because, again, that's a choice usually that we often sometimes have a conversation with your partner about like how are we doing this, what's happening here. Yeah, like this is how we want it to play out for maybe the first couple of years of our children's lives. Da, 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 da. We have all of those conversations. But now we've got this like, oh, we're not making yeah. any money. How do I do things that I love? Yes. It's really interesting. Like we've spoke about in many other podcasts. It is just physically tricky to get out the home for a while with little kids. But then there is that whole <laughs> extra layer of when you get out of the mm-hmm. home and when you grab your keys and go, a lot of the mm-hmm. things that we go to cost a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. So right. we wanted to explore. I love our today. stories around this. Oh. Yeah, they're pretty fascinating. Do you want me to start? Yes, please, because, <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Yep. 
Sure. My fascinating story around this when when I was, you know, had little kids was, um, and we're just laughing about this because it's so funny how things come up and you're like, what the, <laughs> why is that such a problem? Um, but I had this thing that I, I actually didn't mind like the sharing of money. So my partner and I had like, we'd bought a house together, actually you bought a house together, um, living together. So we'd sort of all, the, there was some joint accounts. We were already kind of in that, in mm-hmm. that space. But then when we had kids, obviously I chose to stay home because I was, just could not wait to be um, yeah. a mum. And uh, But then what I would do is I'd be really mindful about money. So I'd be like kind of that like, what do they call They call it thrifty, but sometimes I just wonder if it's like, <laughs> if it's a bit like I don't have enough money to spend, so I'm just going to be really sensible. Yes. So yeah. I think for me, like I would go out, you know, we'd go out and then I'd be like, okay, well, I'll just buy, you know, like I'll just have the the fish and chips because that's like $14 and everything else is like $30. Yes. And my partner would buy, you know, like, well, my husband obviously that time would buy, <laughs> um, you know, the most expensive because yeah. that was just such a catch <laughs> 22 because like he's me going okay well we need to be a bit thrifty so even though I was happy to have the joint money and I felt like a I felt somewhat worthy Mm, (laughs) on the scale um that I was happy to do those things and go yes I can buy myself a book still yes I can go to the movies still like I felt like that was all good but maybe what I was doing is kind of limiting um what I spent it on or how much I was spending yeah yeah. I find it so interesting because it, it physically is, there is less money coming into the home at that stage of mm-hmm. our lives when one income literally mm. disappears that we might have been yeah. reliant on or used to, there is less money yeah. coming in. So all Which those is sometimes the fun money, play, you know, that second oh, income. Absolutely. Yeah. Fun money is the first thing to usually go, of course. Yeah. And so in this space, the idea is to be able to ask ourselves how we can still keep a little bit of fun money and jiggle things around and maybe even work at how we see the situation in ourselves so we can still keep that as a bit of a priority because we we know that doing things for ourselves actually does help us get through those those yeah, moments. Exactly. Like it's really quite important, yeah. but we do put it at the yeah. the bottom of the importance scale once money starts to drop down in the household. So true. So yeah, mm. mine how was you how did yeah, how was your story? Well, What's my, what did you have around continuing? My <laughs> Not story working. is ever evolving. <laughs> it, it was it was quite extreme to the point that for years I and it was this is what I noticed that when I wasn't earning money and each time I actually went back to work when each of my babies was six months old. So this was actually a very short period of time, but it hit me quite intensely emotionally. Like I um, felt like if I did go out, like say with my bubba to a cafe or something, it was like I would literally just have water and the tiniest cookie just so I could get out for the experience. And I was doing a lot of what you were doing, but it was almost to the point that I started to not sneak around, but I started to not even tell my husband what I'd done in a day if I <laughs> if mm-hmm. I went out to do yeah. something little like that. And I'm not a sneaky person, mm-hmm. but it was it must have been around self-worth that I didn't even want to mm-hmm. 
suggest the fact that while he was at work, I was out. So I had a story around I shouldn't be out enjoying myself if my husband's at work all day. And so it panned out very differently for me that I'd started to become quite restrictive and I felt quite constricted in the fact that even though it wasn't him telling me that I wasn't worthy or it wasn't my money, I just Mm. felt because I wasn't bringing in the extra money that there was no play money. I just didn't even know. And there could have been. It's not like I sat down and did the figures and worked out that we couldn't pay for Mm. things. It was in my head Mm. and that was kind of the story I stuck to. And so I lived by that the whole time until I went back to earn some of my own money again. Mm, that's right. Yeah. I feel like there's a real, there's an internal, and like this is the back and forth that we did before, or that we were speaking about before, which I think there's a real internal, well, maybe it's the next step from that. But I know for me, there was an internal fight, I suppose, yeah. like for my worth yes. within that space. It's like, well, I'm doing yeah. this and doing that and doing that and doing that. And no, it's not making us money. Mm-hmm. But we also made the decision yes. to do it this yeah. way as Joint well. Decision. So, yeah. Yeah, so if we are doing it this way, how mm-hmm. does it work that I get to do the things that feel important to me and uh, in, in this space? Like how do we make yeah. that work in this space? And I know we'll, we're going to talk a little bit about that in a minute too, that that speaking up thing. But I just want to go back to the internal, like there's that, yeah, there's an internal fight yeah. for your self-worth first, yeah. I think, where you just move, start to move into that space of like, oh, like I, you know, this is not feeling right. Like I, I don't want to feel yes. like I can't go out. I don't want to feel like I can't go, like can't do the things that feel yeah. right for me, that keep me a sane mother, well, <laughs> which exactly keep me right. a healthy, connected yeah. mother. It can be quite lonely when you're at home all the time with the young bubba. But as well, yeah. it's like that whole talk about the invisible work. It's because like, you know, you're mm-hmm. home maintaining yeah, right. the house. This, this, I laugh about this mm-hmm. a lot. We've done a podcast on this. Yeah. But you're home all day oh, yeah. shifting things around, putting things back in its place, cleaning up after the fifth meal because babies eat all the time yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and they poop all the time. So we're always cleaning up. Right. So the thing is the house mm-hmm. might look okay when – you know, our partner comes back home, but we actually haven't done anything mm. for ourselves because it's a full-time job just to maintain and keep on top of the yeah. daily yeah. the daily things that occur. Yeah, but this same story didn't just come up when the children were little and I was off work for a little while. It actually came up again last year. So last year was a year that my partner and I, my husband and I had decided that it was time for me to <laughs> follow my dreams and Mm-hmm. take a break from my career, which is teaching. So it had been eating away at me for a, a fair while that there was something I really felt like I needed to be doing, which was working in this space. And yeah. to do that, I couldn't I couldn't continue teaching. I didn't want to continue with the split focus. And I really wanted to give this a really good go. So we had decided together that it was time that I could have a year financially, we'd be okay and that I could actually just spend this time focusing on this. But what happened in that yeah. space Amazing was, opportunity. It was so good. <laughs> like at the start of the year I was on an yeah. absolute high. But what yeah. happened was these same stories of self-worth around money started to creep back in again. And I was very aware but it was very suffocating to notice that the same stories were there, that I wasn't bringing in, um, physically bringing in the money. And so I started to really struggle around knowing how to do things for myself and to follow my heart 
and use some of the money even though I wasn't bringing in at the start. And so I worked through that through the year and it kept coming up and I kept doing work around it. But it was really interesting because it resurfaced itself. Like, you know, 10 years later, I thought I dealt with that and I was all good. But no, it came Uh up and I learned a lot about myself in the process. Mm. Yeah, so sometimes not having the money, like not having, well, not that you didn't have the money, but not working, Mm -hmm. I guess, in a sense, brings about the learning and awareness around like what the money story could possibly, like what it is, because it's not easily present. Like when it, yes. when you got back into earning your money, it was like, oh, that feels like it's solved. But yeah. maybe, you know, it, maybe it was solved yes. by the fact that you got money. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it's, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you might not have, you know, needed to have aware, so much aware or felt like you needed to go on that journey just then anyway, because yeah. obviously it all comes up when it needs it, to. Exactly. Um, but that's why we talk about it in our membership. Oh. Hey, like our soul presence membership has it in our heart trust space. Yeah, so we, we talk about, you know, our play money yeah. because it is, it sounds like a funny topic to talk about, mm. but as we can see, there's so many stories wrapped up in so money many. and around money that it's just so important to be able to unravel some of those because otherwise how do we say yes to ourselves if we're not able to access money to spend on ourselves yeah it's such a big you know part. because yeah exactly yeah, so I, I love um, those conversations yeah. in the membership space it was good yeah. they're yeah. so fun they're so fun can't wait to do the one specifically on money that'll oh, be amazing that'll be so that month. good <laughs> yeah, and I suppose in that space of um, yeah. last year what was happening was mm-hmm. it, it I had the idea of like a ticking time bomb sort of feeling like, you know, I've got Mm -hmm. 12 months, I've got 11 months to, you know, make this work and Mm. to, you know, get the momentum Mm -hmm. going. And But at the same time, I like to go in a bit of a flow, like a creative flow. I like things to happen when they're supposed to happen and when things Uh feel ready and right. I don't like to force things. But it's a really interesting give and take around, you know, time still ticking and, you know, I was Mm -hmm. being reminded that, you know, we've only got this year before you need to start bringing in some money. And so it got really Mm -hmm. um, testing. Like I really learned a lot about myself and I had a lot of um, conversations with myself along the way to really help me understand where my worth was sitting around that money space because what I found was we started to have – some tension around conversations and this is what we're going to talk about now Mm, mm, absolutely so the space of when we are finding ourselves in this space of not not bringing in our own independent money and I keep saying own because you know we are a partnership (laughs) in that space that we've Mm -hmm. decided to either make the choice of having one income stay at home parents going and following a different passion or career change, Mm. all these things come up. But the thing is there's still tension along the way because there are still the money pressures that come up with that choice that we make. And we always laugh that, you know, we're often in that space of um, we've got, you know, we've got two people meeting with their money story. Like as money's always a bit of a contentious issue, right? When you get into your relationship and you start talking about money, it's like, oh, no, Maple's got some things to say about money by the sounds <laughs> of it too. She's barking out there going, yep, I get it, I get it. I hear those conversations all the time at your house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's so in. And because there is a lot of money conversations in our house because, yeah, we're often bringing our like little selves to that conversation. So we feel very defensive. We're trying to stick up for ourselves. We're trying to go, yeah 
yes, but I'm doing this. So there's lots of justifying and, you know, the other person's thinking, well, I'm I'm trying to be the provider. I'm trying to, you know, it's still some of those roles and those uh, things are still very much there because we're copying what our parents did or how they managed money and then we're bringing that into our relationship too, you know, all of our learnings, all of our lessons, all of our awareness and the things that we're not aware of are coming into that conversation. <laughs> it can get a bit messy. Yeah, it's so important though to be able to just, you know, notice and know what is yours, what is theirs. Yeah. When you're coming together to just hear each other compassionately and to be able to both voice what what it is that you're feeling and yeah and and remember that you're working as a team you've got the same intentions both of you want to be able to have some play money here yes um you're both doing the best that you can yeah yeah so yeah we definitely highly we just really highly recommend coming into a space where you can own your stuff like own what what's yours like you said own what's yours and really just sit in a space to have a conversation and knowing that there will be a few things that might come up in that space but knowing like you said that yep the goal is the same for both of you which is how do we get more of what we love into our lives you know And appreciate each oh, other so in, in the process because you're both doing the best yeah. that you can. Like you're both doing completely different roles, but both of them are just as important as each other. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Oh, I love this so much. Oh, Thanks no, again, Mel. Such a great topic. Thank you, Nan. <laughs> See you next time. See ya. So until our next chat. Have fun noticing the possibilities as you grab your keys and go. Come and have some fun with us. Subscribe to Grab Your Keys and Go podcast now wherever you get your podcasts and let's go from mess to yes.